This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta. I am Abhinandan Sekri. With me on a panel which is a very very good interesting panel. It's, it's has a variety of journalists. I have our very own Madhu Trehan. Hello Madhu. Hello. We have Raman Kripal, our managing editor. And we have two very interesting journalists, one who has been on the Hafta before and one who hasn't. Let me introduce the one who hasn't before. Surbhi Tandon is an alum of London School of Economics and she has uh, worked with many European channels including France 24, RT, France 3, TFI, but most recently uh, and with Babel Press TV. Uh, she runs a video production company called Mia BV. and most recently she was uh, taken on by France 24 to report on Kashmir where you spent how long surbhi 5 uh, 6 days i see so you will tell us about that you filed your report which can be seen if you are on newslaundry.com the link is below you can see her video report and we have with us pooja mehra she is an accredited journalist with over 17 years of experience she's worked at the business standard et india today business world business today and the hindu she's the author of the lost decade which i think last time we were we had just yeah. spoken about the book right how india's growth story devolved into growth without a story and among other achievements she has won the ramnath goenka award for excellence in journalism for business journalism two years in a row raman sir we got to afford her yeah we should be able to do us <laughs> commission yes, that's one do. story we've been discussing for a long time that none of us have the bandwidth to do maybe pooja is the perfect person for that story right <laughs> so welcome pooja hi how's the Happy book doing to be here. A book is well received. Very good, excellent. No, no one's cursing you yet. Not as yet. <laughs> Wait for it. It will happen. Don't jinx it. <laughs> so, a couple of announcements. Uh, as you know, we have been uploading the media rumble sessions. Hopefully, by the end of this week or middle of next week, all the media rumble sessions will be uploaded. So, those of you who couldn't make it to Delhi to be a part of the media rumble. can watch all the episodes online also regarding the confusion of castbox which is this new podcast platform where also news laundry podcasts are available for those of you who are listening to us on other platforms like iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud well castbox you can get the latest hafta because on all other platforms unless you're coming to newslaundry.com if you're just coming straight from Stitcher or any of the other platforms or iTunes you get a 3 week old hafta for the latest hafta you have to be a paying subscriber of news laundry so if you having problems paying us through newslaundry.com you can go to castbox and there to access the latest episode you can just pay there the subscription is a little higher because thoda tax mein chala jata hai thoda google rakh leta hai to hamare paas matlab fir masa masa kuch hi aata hai so that is why it is more expensive but it may be easier for some of you who seem to be having problems in accessing us from newslaundry.com So go to uh, castbox.com and subscribe. But if you're already a newslaundry.com subscriber and you've paid, you don't have to go to Castbox again. Then just access the podcasts from newslaundry.com. I just wanted to clarify that because there is some confusion around that. And please don't try to subscribe or access our podcast through our app. Go through the browser because our app is still full of glitches when you come to subscriptions. Now I have another couple of announcements that I'll do those in the middle so that. the panel doesn't get bored so let's quickly get into what dominated the headlines this week one was of course the INX media case chidambaram arrested people jumping we discussed that last week but now his plea was rejected because it was 
इन फ्रक्चुअस क्या कहते हैं कि नाउ इट्स नॉट रेलिवेंट अब तो तुम ऑलरेडी जेल में हो एंटिसिपेटरी क्या फाइल करते हो चार्जेस वर सीरियस एंड हां नहीं नहीं बट दिस बट द सुप्रीम कोर्ट व्हेन द फाइनली फॉर द एंटिसिपेटरी बिल दे वेंट इट वाज रिजेक्टेड दैट वाज इन फ्रक्चुअस इज द वर्ड राइट दैट इट या सो एनीवे दैट हैपेंड एंड नाउ अपेरेंटली दे आर प्लानिंग टू पुट चिदंबरम एंड व्हाट वाज द नेम ऑफ द लेडी हु किल्ड हर डॉटर और वाज अक्यूज्ड ऑफ किलिंग हर डॉटर इंद्राणी इंद्राणी मुखर्जी विल बी पुट फेस टू फेस because she has accused him at least that is what some websites claim of of demanding sexual favors in exchange of FIPB permission uh Chidambaram's protection has been uh, it's not his protection sorry his his arrest his custody has been extended till Thursday so he's still inside after the custody the CBI is actually contemplating a lie detector test i don't know why they do that since it's not admissible in court but anyway so that's been in the news we'll discuss that a bit then Kashmir continues to dominate the headlines the governor made some rather bizarre comments if i may say so i'm shocked that a governor can speak like that and not be called out on it especially when channels are going mad last night saying khan market gang exposed for spreading fake news about that high court judgment about war and peace like they actually ran that as an hour long exclusive but for those of you who are wondering what the governor said this is what he said aaj tak unhone stand clear nahi kiya aur main bata raha hu aapko mujhe nahi batana chahiye ye कि जिस वक्त देश में चुनाव आएगा उनके विरोधी को कुछ कहने की जरूरत नहीं वो सिर्फ ये कह देंगे तीन सौ सत्तर के हिमायती लोग जूतों से मारेंगे सो बेसिकली यू हर्ड ही इज मेकिंग कंप्लीटली पॉलिटिकल स्टेटमेंट ऑफ सेन एंड लूज द इलेक्शन सो मीन वाइल नाउ टू यूएस I don't know office bearers or senators whatever they are have commented on this they've tweeted on Kashmir and it's becoming a bigger issue than we would have thought internationally and more and more information coming out of there we have a journalist who was in kashmir maybe she can tell us a little bit about what she saw there then rahul gandhi went to kashmir he wasn't allowed to move around freely so then and sitaram yachuri so now mr yachuri has got permission from the supreme court to go back but only to go and see his whoever he has to see and come back and indulge in no political activity i'm shocked at how the courts are behaving in this particular case then arun jaitley died uh, at a very young age of 66 um there was huge coverage to that and that led to a certain amount of what should i say controversy about why so many journalists had such nice things to say about him we will discuss that in little bit of detail with this aspect the larger context of relations between journalists and politicians the amazon forest is on fire what they call the lungs of the earth bolsonaro doesn't seem to give a shit but yeah on that the world is going to the shits and finally the rbi reserves that dominated headlines and pooja shall tell us what that means why is that a big deal is it a big deal at all and also the so called fdi liberalization which is in my view a joke we shall discuss that and if there any other headlines i will quickly announce them in the middle of this but first let's quickly get on with the whole rbi thing context the rbi has certain cash reserves pooja will tell us why they sit on those reserves where do they store so much money in another mattress but anyway they're supposed to have those reserves i don't know what percentage of gdp it's supposed to be and why pooja will tell us that but for the first time in history as we have read 1.76 lakh crore of that money that stays with the rbi has been given to the government ye lo munna karo jo karna hai is that a big deal is that not a big deal should we be worried should we not be worried should i quickly invest in gold and send it all somewhere else what why what is why is this important relevant pooja kuch batao So uh, the RBI um, makes a surplus every time it does its normal routine work of uh, you know when people bring dollars into the country 
then uh, those dollars need to be converted into rupees when they do that there are certain operations that they do have to do in the markets and the process of which they end up making a surplus so the rbi like any company has a balance sheet but the nature of its balance sheet is very different from corporate balance sheets and so, the sorry, strength they earn from whatever money is paid to them by banks what is their source yeah, of revenue yeah they have many sources of income uh, they lend to banks they uh, uh, do open market operations which is buying and selling of bonds okay they uh, they need to do that every time you know uh, foreign exchange comes into the country they also make money sometimes you know in the process of maintaining their reserves okay so uh, this in in the last uh, financial year they uh, they have had to increase the liquidity in the market which is mm. they have had to put money out there for banks to lend further mm. in the process of that they have generated Uh, greater surpluses than they normally do in any given year uh, and uh, so uh, every year the surpluses that they generate they uh, remit a part of it to the government as a dividend because the government is the owner of the RBI but they also add a substantial part of it to m- several reserves that they maintain for different purposes like what one is a reserve that they maintain because uh, you know the valuation of the uh, foreign exchange reserves that the RBI holds goes up and down depending on how the rupee exchange rate goes up and down so they need to cover for any sudden uh, changes in those in the value of those reserves uh they maintain contingency reserves say for instance there is a threat to financial security one bank or one financial institution can bail someone out uh, bail someone out or uh, it's bail- bailing out is a very occasional uh, uh, eventuality but sometimes what happens is somebody is not able to pay up uh you know there's an asset liability mismatch hmm. and they're not able to pay up uh, um come uh, a certain commitment now in money markets what happens is that you don't pay it'll lead to a cascading effect because mm. somebody else is then uh, everyone promised, keeps defaulting yeah promised mm. somebody else depending on your payment mm. so to prevent uh, a situation of that sort that will lock down the market they need to intervene so they keep reserves for that uh, they have their own operational reserves rbi has a huge staff so so that, you know, so that is the purpose of it how much should it be how much should it be has been a matter of contention for a long time now uh, there are various parameters various formula through which you can decide this and there has been no uh, agreement on it for a long time not just this government but previous governments also many committees have sat on it and tried to decide now this uh, former rbi governor bimal jalan committee has come up with one formula and according to that formula they have said that so much money has to be maintained should be maintained they gave a range actually hmm. and uh, the rbi board has accepted that proposal and you know depending on that the money that got released they have passed it on to the she, so now there's a windfall for the government why are people getting so upset about it and should they the be the reason people are getting upset about it is because one they don't understand this whole background you know and they feel because the way the narrative shaped up they feel that the economy is not doing well the government is not raising enough taxes which is true there is a shortfall fall relative to targets mm. so therefore the government is raiding the ba- balance sheet of the rbi just like it is doing with ongc i mean you know they are forcing ongc to uh, buy other companies PSUs, exactly so. uh, food corporation of india they are not reimbursing them hmm. so like they they because they have exhausted other options because tax revenue is not getting generated the rate at which it should so they are sort of reading the rbi balance sheet uh, i just say that there is a certain amount of desperation that was 
uh, could be detected in the behavior of the finance ministry over the last six, seven months in the context of, you know, this. Even in a press conference, I thought she was very, um, I won't say nervous, but you could tell that it wasn't a confident press conference at all. Uh, in the case of the finance minister, yes, but probably because, you know, she's new and, you know, uh, she's landed in this important position, uh, job at a time when the economy is not, you so know, is it exactly. Is or not? The Sorry? economy is the economy going up shit creek because I saw that report yeah, by the by economy. It, the RBI has said in its annual report that the economy is not doing well right now. Some hmm. very strong steps need to be taken. Uh, uh, so it is a difficult phase and it's become especially difficult for a first time finance minister. So uh, this is a good time for me to just interject and say before you guys all go bankrupt, go to newslawny.com and press on subscribe. And pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Unless you pay to keep news free, news will only serve those who advertise, which is usually governments and large corporations. And you guys can just piss off and no one's going to give a shit about what your interests are. So we don't take advertisements, as you know. So unless you support us, we cannot serve you. You can also pay directly to NL Sena Projects, that is News Laundry Projects that we are working on a specific story. Right now, we're working on who owns your media, large media houses, who owns them, which is the company that owns the company that owns the company that owns that, that company. It requires a lot of time, effort, and resources. So go to nlsena, newslaundry.com slash sena, or you can just go to newslaundry.com and press on the sena button, and you can subscribe. Yeah. So, so to put it for lay people, what the Reserve Bank has done, is it good for the economy, or is it bad for the economy? Is it our money? that they have gifted to the government to do with what they will? Uh, it, this is one of those things that falls into the grey area because whether it's good or bad will depend on what you consider as good or bad. And also uh, the government does for the me, money. Yeah, for me, uh, I w- I, now that the money has uh, come to the government, I would uh, assess it on the basis of what the government does with the money. If they use it to repay their old loans, interest pay- payments, which is a substantial portion of the annual uh, budget, uh, or, or if they use it to, uh, you know, for populist expenditure, buying essentially what, what is buying votes, uh, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to not be very uh, excited mm. about what has happened. But if they use this uh, to revive the economy, to change the sentiment right now, then I think it would be worthwhile. But I, one thing I'd like to add is that this money, such kind of money is not going to be available year after year, even after what, you know, so the report has come. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is a windfall. Better make use of it. Don't get over-dependent on it because it's not going to come again and again. This is a small window that's opened up for the next two, three years. And the fact is that this money got accumulated over the last many years hmm. in the tenures of successive uh, governments. Hmm. So one government is getting the benefit of it. Hmm. Um, well, you know, that's their good luck or their ability to sort of, you know, pursue this particular thing, hmm. which other governments did not pursue as, uh, like I said, aggressively. Which one of the committee members has said on record, ah. uh, former RBI Deputy Governor yes. Rakesh Mohan. So now that all that has been done, I think the money should be used well and then, you know, one, one will sort of take a... So it was done for the first time. It was 
it is no, unprecedented no no no, 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 no. money uh, dividend is paid every year kai bar 32000 crore 50000 crore bhi gaya matlab itna matra mein pehle kabhi in 2012 a decision was taken where the entire surplus was passed for 3 years raghuram rajan passed on the entire surplus for 3 successive years to the government so it uh, it is unprecedented in the sense that the, the calculation of the surplus is you, you know greater than what it has been in the past it's also unprecedented because this new formula that has been decided by the uh, committee this has not happened before so what is the total surplus that rbi has i mean reserves when we talk of reserves i think they've given it in terms i i i don't exactly recall what the uh, sum is but they've given it in terms of a percentage of, of their GDP, uh, yeah. equity of their of, Achy, the, the, total. of the total assets of the rbi no, but they are supposed to maintain some 9% of gdp or something they said right as as reserves or is have that they? too much i i haven't read okay, the report yeah. so i don't know exactly Anyways, what so they've basically said basically This government has for one year got Ronaldo to play for them. If they can't <laughs> win now, also then you're fucked. Then you're like you should give But a football. Pooja, right now, if we're reading all this stuff about industry, the auto industry, even Parle uh, laying off ten thousand people, seven rupees biscuits, which children eat, even that, it's never been an indicator. Parle biscuits has never been an indicator of a crunch, of a uh, economy slowdown. So are we looking at a real crash? uh i won't call it a crash but the economy is not doing well the economy needs um urgent attention which it has not been receiving Uh, the economy has been uh, gdp growth has been slowing down for the past 3 years no but can i interrupt you for a yeah, second sure. so in my opinion it's not a matter of attention the question is that what is happening to industry is a result of government policies yes. all right Uh, foreign investment is low people are in fact pulling out their investments and taking them outside many people are actually uh, moving residents to live outside people with who could, uh, could would have the potential of investing in india are not only withdrawing their money they were withdrawing their businesses and they were withdrawing their citizenship yes. now the government obviously did not see this coming with their policies when they put them in place when they put gst in when they put demonetization in place uh, all these things have had a negative impact and we're told as i'm reading a lot of this stuff on it that it's a bump because there's an adjustment for people to get used to living without black money however black money has come back it has today and there is an adjustment to the old ways in my view of doing business and the new ways the old ways i would say there's a lot of hera pheri where people were creaming their companies taking loans which they had no intention of paying back in collusion with bankers and now we're looking at a new way of doing things in the sense that people business people are being made accountable for example gautam thapar was removed from his but that's gone under the government that is just an agm the you know all the shareholders said this guy we don't have faith in him so replace him yeah but you know what i'm saying is that earlier whether it's the climate whether it's the shareholders or business used to get away with it top business used to cream their companies and get away with it for decades i've seen it happen that how are these people living like this they're living like this because they're using shareholders money to live like this and they got away with it now i think there is a refusal on the part of shareholders as well as government to accept this kind of dishonesty so do you think sudhar jayenge ke they will continue like this 
and just because we can't do it the way we want we just remove ourselves i don't think sudhar jayenge i think they'll come up with new ways of doing exactly what they used to do earlier because i don't think the policies there is a change but i don't think the new, the, the the regime that we are in right now uh, is fully formed it's it's sort of a bit chaotic right now uh, and uh, what final shape it'll take is a little difficult to tell but going by you know how the gst has been designed the way demonetization decision was taken or for that matter the way kashmir has been you know decided on i see uh, i i think the key policy challenge right now is that policies are not thought through decisions are taken but uh, they are not followed up with what needs to be done to make them painless make implementation painless so the thing is that we seeing this in almost everything in this government whether is demonetization on gst not having the foresight of what the impact will be for example in demonetization when it was announced narendra modi happened to be in japan and his first speech after the demonetization is remarkable to watch because he's gloating he's yes. clapping his hands and he's saying ab ameeron ko pata lagega ab hum unko sabak sikhayenge and this and that line mein khada and then he comes back and finds the chaos and how people without bank accounts have been severely damaged such as farmers in the agricultural center, sector no, I mean, but he was able to sell his yeah, uh, whatever I mean, he said i know i think he had the political capital but just one thing i disagree with you madhu that industry is scared of doing something wrong i don't think they yeah, are at all scared i don't scared. think yeah the ones who no i didn't say they're scared nice so the, you know now they're not the falling is, in line is what i'm not saying they're scared at all hmm. i think they because they what i'm saying is that they've been dis- creaming their companies for for decades hmm. and now because they can't or because people who have have gotten into trouble they're leaving no what else i'm saying they're still as like for example this the this report many people carried it but this is the one in india today the banking fraud has risen by 70% so there's more banking fraud happening now huh. and also no, this banking see, fraud has not happened this report is not about today or yesterday no no it, it is, is about the last 5 years no, 10 no, years no no this this says year on year data so this shows for financially 19 the banking sector reported 6801 frauds involving a total of 71542.93 crore as opposed to 2017 in 18 so it's year on year so you're saying so the fraud is not stopped stopped no ah, not has it not stopped it has increased by 70% so then these are new people so no that's what i'm saying i don't and think it's NPAs new these have come down because they have uh, waved off i mean otherwise and so yeah, tax collection is down as you were saying tax right so so i think tax collection is not down the rate of growth is fallen short of the tax collections have fallen short of the target that was mm. set in absolute terms they may have you know in absolute terms, one of the problems that i was discussing with someone who's in charge of actually of collections of gst and all that he says they're making major losses because in small uh, small units such as restaurants now restaurants they're not a thousand restaurants they're millions of millions. restaurants and that's a lot of money but there's a lot of fraud going on in that and they're charging customers but not putting it in of course i mean what did they catch the how do we, and they're they're saying that how do we catch them they don't have the it's no, impossible to catch a needle I, in a haystack i i think this whole thing of like kiran mazumdar shaw's interview i think now the discontent is reached a level where business is not keeping quiet i mean i think 
you know, a while ago, people would be shit scared. And let's be honest. I mean, a lot of people just don't say anything about the government, not because they think it's great, because they're shit scared of it. And, and, and this government is the kind who will shut you down if they don't like you. She said that I tell people, but obviously the government isn't listening. She says they would rather, you know, trust tax collectors. Everyone is scared, my house will be raided, But if you see, and also if you see about, like, they have allowed certain companies, like Reliance, that is just too big to fail. I mean, I I just saw the someone sent me the asset liability chart of Reliance Industries right now. While regularly, the number that gets quoted that they have like just over a lakh crore of debt and they want to reduce the debt and that's why they're going in for equity and selling to a foreign company which they don't normally do. The actual outstanding liability is 5 lakh crore. If Reliance defaults, India defaults, man, it can just... So, and meanwhile, Mukesh Ambani is saying, Karam Yogi, hai, Yogi Ji, Yogi Ji, Amit Shah Ji, Amit Shah Ji is tweeting saying, like, uh, Modi Ji, they fit India, banaya, we should all be fit. I was like, dude, come on. Tum, you tum the three of them, look at Mukesh and, <laughs> and Amit Shah. And <laughs> Mukesh, that's really fit. I don't think you have locus stand eye. Anyway, <laughs> so, so the situation is grim. Sabki health ka na, the, the gajar ka paratha's aren't working. Hey, Ania, how... <laughs> On earth did he think that it was okay for him to tweet on health? I don't, that's, that's, but, but see the beauty, normally if someone tweets that, there'll be 100 people making fun. They like won't. No one has the guts to make fun of Nobody. <laughs> there were like two or three people like who just said, that you fit ho, or some, like one uh-huh. day said, I, wo morning walk to band ho gai. Morning walk band ho gai. Aaj kal is bhi log pe. But majority was, congratulations sir. Listen, he doesn't know you and he doesn't care, so don't hmm. bother. This is sort of in line with, you know, how Modi promotes yoga so often. And then there was that program where he did yoga and he showed us his real skills, right? Do we yeah. remember him lying backward on that rock and walking through those? homemade asans. Kid asans, Modi ji, he's in that level. That's the standard of like health and yoga. You know, when he just wakes up and... What's the English word for Angadai? Angadai is... Um, I think there's an equivalent word. Huh? There isn't because yeah. Angadai karte hi concept in English. They wake up and say, Muffin, tea, in it. No, they wake up and they say, I'm, I'm, I'm we great. We sing muffins though. No, you wake up and you say, I'm great. I will do great things. I can do anything. I will all those mantras start as you bounce out bed <laughs> so I hope many of you have some gyan about what's happening in the RBI after Pooja's nichor jo unne aapko iska bataya hai mujhe to kuch but the crash ha ni crash thingi na i mean aap basically aap ye jana chahte market entry kare exit ab pooja pe ye pressure mat dalo kahan hum to market mein nahi main prashn ye hai ki are we going to survive or not this government is is being gifted money to reserve bank fat ho jayega to kya hoga also one of the things that pooja said which was very interesting you said the calculation of the surplus right because it hasn't been it's unprecedented in terms of how much surplus the rbi has new formulas been Use what the about the formulas? Man. What about those? Is are economists analyzing those formulas and wondering if it has if been designed by economists? 
uh, and um, you see that's why i said it's a gray area yeah. D- depending on different parameters you apply to it you know you will get different formulation but areas but don't work. if you if you if you have if you have the leeway to design your own formula huh? yeah you know, how cool a, how cool a situation o- also that yeah, so it can be manipulated they also right? change so the formula of how growth is exactly is exactly they've been doing that they did that for instance for roads how the, you know four lanes will be treated separately Correct. and immediately number uh, number of kilometers of roads uh, built becomes four times no. so when you when you can do these things life becomes easier but, but these things go only till a certain you know yeah I mean, uh, and then th- reality catches uh, up the, end, rea- the point is that people but what is the end, are Madhu? living their reality the unemployment yes. of people the, so, these are human beings when you see the numbers you look at the yeah, human beings you look at the man. the number of people that have been laid off in every industry including yeah. media it's yeah. just so i would say i wouldn't say a crash of the sort like 1991 is coming but but if the way things are being done carries on we will have a crisis there's no two ways about it the only thing that gives me a little hope is that there is acceptability finally now in government that there is a slowdown and something needs to be done i don't think they have clarity yet on They'll what needs someone. to be done yeah but the thing because, is that uh, because the, the announce the press conference by nirmala sitaraman in which she said there'll be two more rounds of announcements once we hear those announcements we'll know how much they have understood what is the nature of the slowdown what needs to be done and how genuinely they are applying But themselves to it i roll back the angel tracks you know they thought the, the fiis are pulling out they continue to they've continued they to pull continue out i mean to. they they rolled down two one was the angel tracks and the second thing they rolled the back FBI, right yeah the surcharge on right, the surcharge so they, i think that there is an element of uh, psychological influence that much as the way that Nehru and Indira Gandhi had huge contempt for business and their policies were reflective of their thinking and they had never had anything to do with big business uh, they had complete contempt for the business world then we had our liberalization where there some respectability came in to business now i think narendra modi's psychological hatred for? of business rich people all that i think is reflective in in this i i i, I mean if this is not scientific it's just my uh, feeling aunt mutkesh nita ambani his good friends mm. and um, the adanis the i wouldn't say two. that he has hatred two. just adani and mukesh i wouldn't say he i mean and you know the government and they he, have a special in his independence position. day speech he said that wealth creation is yeah, yeah. important etc etc wealth creators no, are no. patriot yeah. 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 so i i don't think that But he all has the policies hatred. before this I don't think that is because of hatred I think that is because of lack of understanding uh, it is because of a certain amount of overconfidence mm. and it is disregard of technical expertise mm. uh, it, it, to assume that a way of policy making that you use a, at the state level uh, where your entire macroeconomic etc you know is taken care of by the central government and you have inherited a bureaucracy and a style of functioning which in any case was amongst the best in the country uh you can just come you know to uh, south block and replicate that style of functioning and you know uh, the entire indian economy is going to do as well as you know you and, thought and not the that the gujarat style of company style of operating was that magnificent the marketing exactly. was a lot better than the real data of, of exactly. but, but if i write you know, I just, absolutely you know i respect your 
technical explanation. I'm going more by what I have seen. I've seen how businessmen are treated by politicians. I've seen politicians, heard politicians talk about, I've heard these words. I've, I've heard them really gloat over the fact that business crawls in front of them, and they do. They, I've said this before that they go on. They used to go on these prime ministers' uh, trips abroad, not to dictate uh, their, the policy they want with that country for trade, which is what happens with American presidents, uh, which happened when Obama came. The b- business was dictating to Obama what they wanted from India. Our businessmen go there to can me sir, policy for my business. Yeah. And that is that is when they're treated with contempt because they all have, even if you look at FIKI, you look at CII, they are rarely in positions of dictating policy, but they're more in the position of, as we saw, mm. remember? Yes. But, um, but then in which case, my question is, where is all that money pouring into electoral bonds from? I thought it was the corporate was, who were funding. I don't, think it's, I don't think, I think it's just pure fear and the habit that they think it'll help them out. I mean, I think that's a mixed bag. I want to actually move on to Kashmir and other things also. So I just had one thing to say, you know, when you're saying that now are they more you know, sensitive to what business wants or job creation and stuff? Or are they more equipped? Or are they better informed? I actually think it's none of those. A, when you have someone like Nishank, what's his full name? Our uh, HRD minister? Um, uh, something the former Nishank. Uttarakhand chief minister. Um, uh, his, his name uh. is... Um, Ramesh Bokhriyal Nishank. It's not a good sign. You see his name I mean, the kind of things he laugh. says, he's responsible for the education of our country. Such ignorance and illiteracy he demonstrates... My point is that when you have come to play a football tell the, match... Tell the listeners what he so said. So he said that basically astrology, astrology is above science. That was one thing he said. Then he said that Ram Setu is an engineering marvel made by Indian engineers and the world over there studying how we are so genius, how we were such geniuses centuries ago. And he it's said this to an IIT. <laughs> and he, exp- he paused for applause. Luckily, none of those engineers were running businesses in Fikki. So they didn't say, wow, wow, sir, wow, angadai, aapki to ye naya asan ho gaya. <laughs> They just shut up and stared at him. But he said, that is the caliber of people they have. So what I'm saying is, when you've come to play football and to kick people in the shins and suddenly say, now let's start playing croquet. You say, haan, thik hai, thode croquet. Lekin aap football hi khel rahe ho. Aap Ram Mandir banane aayo. Aap Akhand Bharat khada karne aayo. 370. Aap, teen, aap ye karne aayo. Aap ko economy jhand aapke liye. You don't give a shit. Uh, no, what but I'm I saying is, I don't think they can keep doing what they want. You can keep exposing them to educated people. But if you have come to photo someone's head, that is what you've come for. And that is what your team is. Out of all the chief ministers they could get, they only get uh, RSS, uh, yeah. what do you call it, Pracharaks also, as chief ministers? Also, they don't get anyone. I, have, I, have, I, I know for a fact that they're not only uh, concerned about the slowdown, they're in a panic. Because business people have got phone calls from ministers and chief ministers that you state mein jo aap business udhar kar rahe ho, state mein aake karo, hum, uh, Competitive federalism. Pura land denge, koi licensing ki zero, hum sab kuch will facilitate everything. They, they are, there are many, many people who are getting calls that please come and do this. So they are in a panic. They do want business to, to expand. But does business want to expand in this climate? I don't know. Okay, let's move to Kashmir, as you said. Okay, so now, uh, before we move to Kashmir, another quick announcement. 
do tell others about our podcast you're listening to hafta but we have other fantastic podcasts like reporters without orders and the awful and awesome entertainment rap watch whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on do leave a comment preferably a nice one if you're going to be nasty just leave a views on my twitter cuz that doesn't affect the rating of the podcast on the platform we're on give us a five star rating say something nice and more people know about it and then they'll come to newsline.com and pay to keep news free and keep us independent he's Now, dreaming again name madhu hota hai it works i'm telling you it works i know works. it works i'm i'm <laughs> pulling your leg uh but that's how my mother thought it she thought it make me tall it didn't work राजभवन and the situation in kashmir now it's becoming increasingly difficult for the government who's other than you know intimidating people their second biggest achievement was managing the media now it's gone out of their the spiral of everywhere international national whatsapp people facebook now it's clear that nothing is normal in kashmir and it is way more abnormal than we initially thought with now there being credible news organizations saying that very young 14 year old kids have been taken up and beaten up uh enough people have come on record and saying that on this i'm still a little hesitant because madhu when you used to report on kashmir many people would say oh ab ye ho gaya wo ho gaya lekin hua kuch nahi tha so i'm not rejecting it outright but i do think allegations of sexual misconduct by the forces in such a sensitive time i would like to see i mean some sort of a corroboration just a person saying it for me is not enough i find that hard to believe no, because the I mean, situation be is so tight that uh I mean, it would be invisible and the armed forces are really under a magnifying glass themselves so i really doubt that the, i think doubt. Yeah. i i doubt that but, that fact is but the so we have a first hand account but the accounts of you know uh, the other accounts are very believable such as yeah the intimidation thappad par marna no, peetna no the story about a woman who uh was in hospital she needed uh, the yes, heartbeat was, was uh, slowing tragic. down of the baby she needed a cesarean they couldn't get in touch with the doctor uh, because there were no phones and the hospital did the best they can which is they induced her hoping that since there was nobody to do a cesarean they thought by inducing the baby out and she lost the baby now that is i believe that story right of course yeah and all the st- stories of medicines not being available mm-hmm. chemotherapy being stopped so before she's the star on this but uh, just want to say one thing that this shows extreme lack of foresight and it, there are two things that it shows extreme lack of foresight by the government of what will happen once they lift 370 and two complete understanding they do have a complete understanding of they did have the foresight to think that there would be a reaction but their reaction was how to control that reaction was not thought through hmm. and that is a mistake so it reminds me of the time when uh, vp singh who saw himself as the messiah for dalits and and lower caste uh, scheduled caste etc and he even put himself on the on the cover of india today looking like gandhi with just a dhoti and bare chest posing on the grass he thought that he'd be a hero when he passed this mandal 
law. They did not anticipate that the higher caste students would erupt. And as you know, there were riots in Delhi. He started, he burnt himself. And we caught that all on camera. And this, kids were, students were shot, shot at. We caught all that on camera. And uh, then it spiraled into the rest of the country. And over 275 young people were killed. Now, their reaction at that time was when they were protesting, Arun Nehru and VP Singh decided that they would respond with violence. So they put the cops on the streets and besides the tear gas, they were actually shooting real bullets, not Mm. pellet guns or anything like that. And lots of people, uh, 275 people lost their lives. So this, I think, is comparable because you do something which you think will be good for the country, that you lift 370. But then, what if instead of planning on a curfew and cutting all communications, removing all media, which you remove media and it's a given all over the world whenever this happens, rumors start and worse stories come out which may not be true. What if instead of doing that, instead of putting the army in, doubling up on the army, putting all the the restrictive rules that they have, what if that they had anticipated that the people are not going to be happy about this and they instead had a campaign of humanitarian moves such as ensuring that people got medical care, ensuring that everything with schools were open, making sure that people were able to carry on their normal lives. And if they had done that, I think things would be different. It's a difficult thing, but I think what I'm saying is that it's a lack of imagination. No, no, they try Because to it's a normal they, thing they, no, they that try. you think that, mm. okay, they will react, but so we will put uh, no, our forces in. No, I think it's also a lack of respect for an ordinary life and for human beings. I think the Indian state and the machinery repetitively demonstrates a complete disregard for the dignity of ordinary human beings. Demonetization did that. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is happening in Kashmir, it did that. I don't think people... Even in the, the government... About, you don't have to be... Uh, I'm not asking them to have a heart. I'm asking them to have a strategy in place that will work for 370. And this strategy of repression is not a great strat- no, it, strategy for, this, not. for the success of 370. No, but, uh, if you wanted the success of 370, you should have thought about in a more imaginative way of implementing it. This shows to me a complete lack of imagination, falling into the stereotype of I'm the state, I'm going to put you in place and that's it. And I, I think that that's what it was, that, uh, that it is, that they did not... Th- they knew there was going to be a reaction. But then, do you react with the predictable, stereotypical, repressive thing? No, you could have reacted differently. There will be a re- reaction. So let's put in place things that will make people feel that this is going to be better. But, Surbhi, you were there. Just tell us, I mean, I have two specific questions, then you can tell us what you feel about the discussion that's happening. One is, I saw your video. Those of you who are listening on other platforms, just come to newslawny.com under the page of this hafta. You'll see the link to Surbhi's report. It's an audiovisual report. So clearly, um, and we also had a reporter there. In fact, uh, you know, he, whenever he took out his camera, he said just the way the security forces in this intimidating manner told you to put that away. I mean, it, and he's, Ayush is very scared. He uh, is very young. He was, he's just 23 or 24. He was there, of course, he put it away. But, there's hostility from the forces. They don't even let you shoot. So one is, 
what under what law can they not let you pull out a phone and even shoot the video or is there no law it is blatantly illegal intimidation which shows a lack of respect of the law and b for the first few days this is all peaceful and now suddenly we are hearing there like 50 protests across kashmir did you go outside shrinagar if not why not um so first about being able to shoot with a camera mm. um i would say that it at least in my experience it really depended on where you were and which uh, armed personnel you were in front of of course they've been given this directive that you don't let media personnels through um obviously if you're shooting them they don't allow that but it's not true that you can't absolutely shoot them if you see um what i filmed there are several shots of people of the armed uh, personnel everywhere in shrinagar whether that's close to sora which was um a far more explosive zone or whether that's in lalbag which is in the center downtown um or other parts of the city the second i managed to get as far as sora which is really on the outskirts of shrinagar we did uh, we did contemplate going out of shrinagar but a the cabs were very very reluctant to do that so if you had to go you Why? probably because because of lack of sort of security right like you not were they scared of were they scared of the security forces were they scared of someone else yeah What? so the aggression is both ways the aggression is not just at, like the moment the the time that i was there the aggression for, even the camera was not just from the security personnel there were there were kashmiris who also came to attack my camera in fact twice i saw that video where they said and one of them is saying you should go from here yeah and yeah. that was sort of the part where i i could still manage filming it there were a couple of moments where i just so had why to, were the kashmiris objecting to you shooting so um the first reaction they have when they see a camera and they see an indian is that they assume that you're from the mainstream television channels and that is the only access that kashmiris have to news at the moment in any case and they see what is being said by these channels they know that it's an absolute misrepresentation of what is their sentiment what is happening on the ground so the first assumption is that you're from this media which means that you're going to lie about us which means that we don't want to give you access and then sort of this perhaps cumulative anger and frustration of just not having a voice at all and then seeing somebody who might be able to give you that voice so the direct sometimes that direct reaction was just sort of like screaming at me or the camera you know and just sort of like either go back or here take my message and tell tell the government tell modi tell um, the rest of the citizens of india that we're not buying this we're not accepting this um but coming back to mm-hmm. being able to leave kashmir so uh the the taxi the a lot of the taxi um drivers who are local guys don't want to take the risk because of this aggression from either the armed forces or stone pelters there was a time where we were also driving um in one of these lanes going from downtown again to to sora a little bit outside and there was somebody who picked up a giant stone and sort of like oh, okay. picked it up to throw it at our car which is a mm. regular a uh, private innova mm. the driver stopped put his hand out to show him that he's a local guy then the guy sort of stopped but of course as soon as they know that you're not part of that media that they don't want to engage with kashmiris are very hospitable then they want to actually speak to you you know because in one sense they're desperate so, to get out what they're saying so you know one really thinks about i, I you know people like arnab and sudhir choudhury and that uh, sardana guy who i think is fell on his head at some point a normal person i don't believe can behave like that and also he has this very he has this intense look ki bhai main rumi rumi tha na sufi poet and neruda and tony morrison <laughs> or or chanakya ki jab bhajiya bani to main ubhra usse 
he has that kind of look on his face but he's talking such shit kashmir ka kya ilzam musalman musalman jo naam liye hain they are all wonderful people so how did you plonk them on sardana because the expression on his face is like that dekho main kitna intense main bhi madonna lekin aapne jo baba saigal ke lyrics gaye hain wo it doesn't quite you know it was disconnected khair but self image so when you Which have sums up like, this government quite well no like <laughs> see, seeing and saying are two different so, things you know when you say stuff like that i don't know if they genuinely believe they are serving the country or you know they the damage is does like you know what surbhi is saying but uh, you know on the issue that madhu spoke about earlier i personally um find it hard to believe that there would be any assaults of a sexual nature on by the secret i'm i'm not talking it didn't happen earlier i mean i'm well aware it happened earlier i have spoken to people who served in kashmir in the 80s and 90s and especially when these people are serving kashmir today think that you know they they invented the kashmir and security on both sides i mean the terrorists yeah. were picking up kashmiri exactly. girls and kidnapping and them and forcing them there's a fantastic documentary about yeah. the children of militants nobody's children you know after the militants goes away that woman's child is a, a fantastic document is made on it because see society does accepting because they think it was ka beta hai but it wasn't a willing participant to but i find that hard to believe however there are enough credible uh, you know news organizations have reported children as young as 14 are being held is is that true did you get any that i mean convince me if i'm not convinced of that why would you believe that is true and and you know that they've taken children in custody well actually we met some women who said that um 13 year old boys had been uh, taken away from a neighborhood close to where they were um the previous night so as far as um seeing that happen of course i can't i can't say that i saw it but in terms of meeting somebody who who says that they know that this happened it happened in their neighborhoods and it is boys as young as 13 um of course that's happening however uh, what i would like to add to this is that not to not in any way taking the side of the government or the armed personnel mm. um in this action but a lot of the stone pelters um young kids who are protesting along with older people are as young as 14 and 15 right of, the, of course yeah so it is it's not when they're targeting when they're sort of taking away young people i think the the sort of reasoning is that these protesters are starting as early as 13 and 14 mm. and we're going to you know and probably they're a bigger proportion than older men so that's why we're going for this target or this age target rather right. now um on this whole kya kehte hain habeas corpus kaise kehte hain how to pronounce it because someone please correct me habeas corpus that is basically that i mean liberty is my fundamental right and if i am arrested i have to be given the reason of you know present you cannot just arrest me state can't do that now um the shah fazal was picked up who was you know professor and and several people were picked up and uh, i think yachuri's supreme court appearance was in the context of one such that if you you can't just pick someone up and deny him of liberty or access to justice a doctor who was giving an interview 15 minutes later he was exactly was. Mm. while so, the camera was rolling yeah so. and the supreme court said that okay you go check out and report to us and it does not be seen immediately 5 days later we'll see it but then it's not relevant 5 days later right if you already someone's been under so i really 
think that the Supreme Court has kicked off its shoes and now it's just, you know, Very just disappointing. Waiting Supreme through Court, the puddle and saying, Chalo, hum I just lost complete hope in the judiciary the, when they handled that uh, um, molestation case against hmm. uh, Gogoi. Yeah. The way they made their own bench, decided their own thing, told the and girl she can't have a lawyer, she mm. can't, nothing is recorded. This is ridiculous. That is beyond the pale. Even so, uh, this daughter of a, I think, one of the politicians, she she went to Supreme Court and she said, we are under arrest, do something about yeah, us. Yeah, I'm Mufti. Ah, and now the Supreme Court disposed it off, saying that, because the center is saying, no, you are free to move. And she is saying, telling in uh, on camera that yeah, she's so not There isn't a single institution of this country at the moment that is being able to provide any sort of fair access to Kashmiris. Yes. Hmm. That's, I mean, everybody's sort of hands in glove in that sense with the government's and strategy. And I think that's a big mistake. Hmm? That's a big, that, because Press that's when these rumors start about, you know, forces raping. These yeah, are, exactly. These are yeah, rumors. Sure. No, so, the main unless you allow the media in, to and trust the media this shows complete lack and trust of the media lack of trust of the Kashmiris you know so I think you're going to do something like this you anticipate there's going to be trouble then react as I said differently now the press council also you know Bakula, they said <laughs> oh, we, we should not be allowed to report and now they've done a U-turn after uh, you know there was a uh, and the members went out and they spoke about it. So, yeah. So the members were not consulted. The president, he took the Sumoto, you know, decision to. And he go still, to the I think, stands by his word. There was a no, report no, they today have backed the out. They have backed out a little. Okay. I, I just like to talk about, you know, some corruption cases like uh, one is a Chidambaram case. You know what's happened now. Nothing new to report other than all sorts of allegations of Chidambaram you know, wanted whatever favors from Indrani Mukherjee and all sorts of people are making such claims. But, but there's one one thing noticeable is that they've made accusations saying that he's got these accounts abroad and he's got a property abroad. And he's asked for documents of that. And apparently they don't have it. I yeah, tell you what. No, no, the key in this entire, if you carefully read the FIR and whatever they have done, investigations, they say Chidambaram and his associates. I see. Okay. So all these properties abroad, everything belong to some associates. Somebody else. Okay. Somebody else. And another thing noticeable in the Chidambaram case is that clearly he has no fans in the media. Hi, he doesn't. Very He's not a public. But no, I'm just saying now. Look Lot at of the stories of his arrogance. Ahmed Patel's son was questioned um, in some that Sterling case, many thousand crore. Now, the uh, Trinamool Congress ke teen MPs the CBI has you know sought the Lok Sabha Speaker sanction to prosecute uh, what are their names um, Kakoli Ghosh Prasoon Banerjee and Sogata Roy now um, but they don't want to who the person who also featured in this entire Sardhana was the guy who defected to the BJP hmm. Mukul Roy tha na, yeah, Mukul tha? Roy. No, not, not just one there are other two so usko prosecute karna. so Mukul what I'm saying is I, I find it fascinating that people still believe that they're going after corruption and not after their enemies. Uh, but yeah. Yadu Rappa? Yadu, exactly. Yadu Yadu Rappa. And clearly, I mean, they're only clearly you, look at, you look at Lalu Prasad Yadav, who is an independent mm. voice, and he's now in jail. And Mayavati is towing the line uh, so carefully. carefully. Yeah, so carefully. She's supporting everything, everything about the government. You were saying? 
Surbhi? No, I, w- I was saying not just the people that you just talked about, but their own HR minister, who we also talked about, Nishan, hmm. even the uh, Himanta Biswa, yeah. they all have massive corruption cases against them. So much so that Nishant actually had to, Nishank, uh, had to quit in 2011 because of the uh, corruption cases against hmm. him. The government made him quit as chief minister. And these cases are now sort of, off ministers in their own in the union government yeah. that they're not going after and yeah. then we're so and then the claim is that the only thing we're doing is cleaning up the country of corrupt politicians now um so we'll just move on now to you know one issue that became a, a big thing a discussing point and while the hook was arun jaitley i'd like to discuss it in the larger context arun jaitley who was uh, i mean he was not a serving minister but he has served as finance minister he served INB also. They had given him INB for a while. Mm. Uh, he was also cold for a while, if I'm not wrong. Before Piyush Goyal, no, Piyush Goyal to go finance. But he had he had three minister of law, defense. Correct. Yes, before Rajna. So he passed away at the age of 66, which is very young, uh, you know, if you ask me. And they were, I mean, I do think if if I'm looking at purely how much space it got, like the Indian Express, it was like a headline. It was like half page. It was it was big. It was. You know, even uh, uh, Mr. Parikar was a defense minister who died. It was not so big. Um, Sushma Suraj died. She did get, but obviously Arun Jaitley's death got a lot more coverage than anybody, any other ministers got. And then Navika Kumar said my, she tweeted my whatever guiding light. Comparable to Vajpayee. My guide. Who will I call every morning? Comparable to My guiding light on is gone. hysterical. Uh, Barkha's was of course also very heartfelt, which also I think it was maybe Madonna. But if you know Michael Jackson, I also know Elton John. I level ka ho gaya tha ki Competitiveness. Competitive. Competitive. Who's closer? Now, there was a justifiable pushback and mother you wrote you've known Arun Jaitley not as a journalist and a minister but before he was a minister and uh, I won't say before you were a journalist because you were a journalist all along but you you have common friends you come from the same social set in Delhi Uh, A as a you know as a friend you know him that's fine but do you think people have not made this distinction that when a journalist whose who's association with the person is, I, I was a journalist, he was a politician, that's how we met. That is the basis of a relationship. It's not some old friendship from school, college or anything. And that is being treated at par with some like Anand Goyanka, for example. I thought when he said, Arun uncle. uncle uh, that was before he was he took over Indian and see what do you so, do so you know everybody got trashed ki bhai. yeah Tom I almost sab- wanted to de- have mine deleted after after this deluge of you know maybe maybe but uh, there are two three points one if you've known a person as a friend before he was in power or even in politics how do you suddenly then break off the friendship because he's now in power yes I do maintain a certain amount of distance in terms of... Uh, you don't call every morning for guidance. <laughs> far from it. There is, you continue your personal relationship, but to maintain your professional uh, integrity, there is a certain distancing, I must say. It's a subtle distancing, but it happened with Vasundra, where, in fact, I would go to Jaipur uh, when she was chief minister 
and went for the Jaipur Literature Festival for many, many years, never called her. Hmm. But when she's out of power this last year, I did call her. Hmm. So it, for me now, it was okay to, but I did not like to call her when she was chief minister. So there is a distancing. And she used to complain, why don't you invite me anymore? I said, you're chief minister, I can't invite chief ministers. So uh, there is that issue that you do have to do your own make your own personal decision on how you manage your friendship after that. But you can't break off a friendship just because somebody has gone into power. I won't because exactly. that person is but, still but my but friend. But what about if the basis of your friendship is... That is a question. I don't understand how question. you can become so not, close. That's not a friendship then. You know, that's really a professional relationship. And secondly, I have to say that there's so much of focus... Uh, it's been highlighted of how many friends he had in the media. But if you analyze all of Arun Jaitley's friendships, he had friendships across the board. He did. He would spend time talking to a chokidar about his village, getting information about his village for like 20 minutes. I've seen that happen. He was a, basically a very curious guy who was always collecting information about everything. And so his, when... I think of all the friendships that he has, these journalists was just one minuscule part or minuscule part of all his other friendships. They've just come into, because journalists are writing about it, but all his other friends are not writing about it. Right. That's one thing. Secondly, I've been to quite a few politicians' funerals. This one was different in the sense that people that I saw around me, what they were talking about, they were not there for the tamasha because a powerful guy is there or humbi jaake dekhenge. The kind of stories I was, because everyone was jam-packed and the people around you spooning around, you know, all that and you're scared a little bit. But the kind of conversations that I picked up were all about how much they cared for the guy and they were telling stories of if they had not been helped in some way, their area had been helped or somebody they knew had been helped. I saw a 90, close to 90 year old woman who was like three feet tall, white silver kameez, covered head, dupatta se. She was holding a shawl in her hand and her grandson was saying, to see bear jao, to see bear jao, meaning sit down. And she says, nahi, maine shawl ke hai. That I'm going to, how could that person, that lady, be brought through the stampeding... Mm. Like not, it didn't stampede, but it was like that. It was so body to body. How it would be impossible, I would think. Then I learned later she did. She did put the shawl on him. So there is an affection that he generated because of the personality he was. So that part with people riding on this thing, and like, you know, after a person died, you can write anything. He's not there to refute it. No, but I mean, so my point is, you a, can claim a closeness which wasn't even there. But, but why would you, Surbhi? Uh, do you have any close study buddies who are politicians? No, not yet, at least. Okay, so now, now if you'll have any, they'll be as a journalist. Okay, no, but, no, but it's my, changing my now. Is, I mean, and then I have to add, it's changing now because this Latins elite. Uh, group of our generation has been cracked and the middle class and lower middle class kids are coming in from small towns and becoming journalists then that whole equation has cracked that whole clique has cracked now you have the BJP clique which is a different kind of a clique yeah, but the club but club is a club no club my thing is that one is I think Madhu, what you were saying is if you have that kind of proximity I find that bizarre I don't see why would a journalist and a politician be so close and so friendly because it's not possible, I believe, for any reason of, of you know, a reg regular human dynamic. 
Secondly, even if you have it, which I think is highly unlikely, you would like to keep it under wraps. You wouldn't like to keep, you yes. know, tweeting about it. So the fact that exactly. you so I think there is a today there is a there is a professional currency to show who you are close to, and um and and this is where I do you know disagree with many journalists, editors like Mr. Gupta, who says that access is an important part of journalism. I think it takes away from journalism. Like Ravish, so, Ravish I, refuses. Yeah, exactly. He absolutely so refuses what is, access. What do you think of this whole dynamic? How close is too close? But if you have been friends before journalism and politics entered your lives, how do you deal with that situation? How do you maintain credibility? Well, I mean, first of all, um, I was going to say, uh, you know, you, uh, you said Mr. Gupta spoke about access, but the fact is when a politician like our own prime minister um, or even Sonia Gandhi, when the UPA was in power, when they don't want to give you access, hmm. they're not going to give you access, right? right? So um, in that sense, politicians draw the line of what information they want to give out and not give out very clearly but this is um, this generation this this two regimes upa and um, this present yeah. one but before that there were interviews galore uh, you had access to anyone opposition everyone spoke to you they always spoke to you there were so many people i think the media landscape has, has changed significantly yeah, i was going to yeah, say that i mean the, you know the the time now is sort of very different in the sense also that um, the way we're reporting is very different at that time you also had to have these interviews because you had to go to a specific place and uh, be able to speak to the ministers no, now be, there sort were of press a, conferences where they everyone would let fly Right, but they now you just have sort ask of like aggressive Twitter, questions, right? this and that. That finished when Sonia Gandhi just decided that she was never going to subject herself to a press conference. But not did uh, Atal Manmohan, huh? Not did Atal did have some, Who huh? did Atal speak to? Atal didn't speak with anyone. Atal gave one after 2002. He sat down once and Modi was squirming next to him. And then Atal, I remember when that Atal did that Manali press conference where that one reporter who had been, it was all you know been carefully orchestrated went and took a bite from him or when he said something Govinda Acharya ke baare mein when he was kicked mm-hmm. out uh, Atal never I'd, see you can't compare the media of the 80s to the media of the 2000s there were not so many channels there were not so many news but there were 8 so you'll speak to those 8 and besides I don't think there were any major exposes happening because uh, uh, like with the Chorette lottery case of Arjun Singh was one big one I remember no no there were lots there of scams was, in, no, and exposes going on uh, no, no, but what I'm saying is Harshad Mehta this but that was 90s Madhu and yeah. Harshad Mehta also was like when the whole market collapsed it crashed there was an obvious manifestation of something like other than the Chorette lottery case I don't remember of and the press went after Rajiv for Bufos pretty yeah, aggressively. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but before he that, lost an election because of Bufos. Yeah, but again, that was that was that happened because of something Sweden Radio did. It was not what I'm saying no, is, but the, we did not Indian have the press. Tools. When all credit to to the Indian media at that time, went after relentlessly went no, no, after. I'm sure Rajiv they went Rajiv. after. See, this is what I'm saying. They That's did. when he started that anti-defamation Again, bill. it doesn't matter because the story was not broken by Indian media. It was picked up by Indian media, by Chitra specifically, because, and as she's written about it, because it was, you know, uttered on uh, Swedish radio, it wasn't broken in India. The story is broken in Sweden. But nobody shied and away then, from covering it over exactly. and over and again. No, but the point I'm making is that the media as a whole did not have the tools to do exposes like they do now. I, and, and that is pure by the um, the data on the amount of scams that are post-90s and pre-90s there was no RTI 
there was you but know, given no their access. tools there were enough exposes there was the antole thing all that ha- there were enough exposes at that time given those tools but i think an addition the exposes were quite relentless i i must disagree with you because there i remember there was so many scams that came out and used to what the res- result used to be which was different from now is that it had impact people were forced to resign there's things no happened now. now there's no impact you can do an expose the guy carry on mm. in his position no impact so it's, it's sorry, not sustained no hmm. by other uh, news organizations organization. because it's very polar so so we say a piece then we'll move to puja Hmm. No I just uh, I just sort of wanted to add that I think one of for me um one of the additional aspects to reporting or journalism now is that a lot of it is also opinion based in the sense that we all might work for different platforms where we deliver neutral information um but all of these journalists now have access to their own audience through social networks where a lot of it is opinion based right so there's a lot of personal uh, or personalities of each journalist and therefore their leanings that is very obvious and comes into play and that's sort of different from when you when you had these you know when you worked within your job as a reporter as a journalist and didn't have access to your own audience who you could influence by your opinions and things so in that sense going back to um this discussion where people are in fact now journalists are talking about their allegiances openly you know in right. one sense or hinting at it at least even if it's philosophical no, allegiance i know it for a fact uh, people who were extremely close to arun jetli the in the media hmm. there's one uh, one of the top editors of uh, times of india in fact his uh, news had also come out hmm. so he is the most he's really close to him and uh, you know uh, i know it for a fact there's an, another fellow who is in open uh, so so these two persons i know who they were so close to and they did not utter a word after his death so mm. what i'm trying to say that who those who were really close did not they make didn't a song utter, and dance, they didn't huh? make, they didn't say anything mm. uh, unlike uh, many other journalists yes puja how close is too close and and has it changed I don't know how can if unless you've grown up with somebody in college or school and then the person goes on to become a politician and you become a journalist I don't know how can you strike a friendship with somebody who's a politician and you're a journalist when you meet for the first time uh, uh, I have never in my career struck a friendship with somebody who's a politician I have struck friendships with people who are economists in government or who are bureaucrats and um, how how I go about my uh, these are friendships they, they they develop into friendships how I go about it is that I will write what I have to write you know you may not come out looking good in what I'm writing but I'm doing my job and people don't hold it against you and similarly I, you know there are certain things that I know these particular friends have are privy to being in positions in government I don't ask those questions you know that they will bluntly tell me they're not going to answer so uh, that's how I sort of negotiate my friendships with bureaucrats but with politicians uh, I've had a lot of access to a lot of politicians uh, but I don't understand the whole narrative that goes on about access because I don't think that in my experience it doesn't work like that. You know how it works is that um you've broken a certain story and the, and a politician you've never ever met, you've had no contact with will call you saying I have an additional piece of information to give to you and that's how you get that access. Right. It's partly for you, it's partly for the story that you've already broken, but it's 
majorly for the newspaper that you wrote for it is access actually to that publication Mm. and you go and you know you get additional information you cross verify sometimes it's confirmable and you write it sometimes you call back the person and say I'm sorry I'm not going to do it because you know I didn't think I could not cross verify what what you've told me Uh, access usually or you know it may not be a follow up somebody just calls you and says I have a piece of information would you be interested in it come and meet me you know it works like sometimes people want to give you interviews on record sometimes they don't but uh, and I'm sure this this sort of access is being given by Sonia Gandhi and uh, uh, Narendra Modi to journalists. It's just that we don't know about it. They don't give interviews uh, or at least the interviews where they open themselves to uh, hmm. cross-questioning. But uh, uh, these are kind of plants, you yeah, know. Just you, cross verify, you, cross verify, you cross-verify yeah. them and, you know, the information you may add to it or subtract from it. But these are plants. And this is also one kind of access. And I think majority of the access in a is journalist's this. career is this. Exactly. And uh, I don't think, you know, uh, anybody, any politician is not doing this. But is this friendship? Is this mentorship? Is this, I, I don't think so. Mm. I think it would be very delusional to call it friendship or, mm. uh, but one thing, I hope I haven't mentioned it before because old age makes me repeat, but um, when Rajiv Gandhi first came to power and he was in, it was just newly uh, prime minister and and first time he um, started inviting uh, small groups like six eight journalists for breakfast so I called my brother and I said I'm invited to this breakfast on Friday and he said don't go you'll never be able to write the same way and I didn't go because I knew Rajiv you know you know you growing up but that's a thakya breakfast huh जो भी है वो यू नो उनका जो मीडिया इंचार्ज है ये आइए खाने मैंने कहा खिलाओगे क्या कहते स्टेक खिलाएंगे मैंने कहा क्योंकि मुझे तो नजीब ही नहीं होता यहाँ एक ने बोला वी आर सर्विंग इंडियन मैंने कहा इंडियन खाना होगा तो मैं तुम्हारी एम्बेसी में होगा मेरी मम्मी बनाती है इंडियन इतने तो मधु आई एम सॉरी टू से बट आपने विदाउट चेकिंग मेन्यू यू टर्न इट डाउन लैक ऑफ फॉरसाइट बट ही वॉज गुड ही टू क्रिटिसिजम राजीव गांधी टू क्रिटिसिजम रियली वेल मे बी यूज टू स्टू सडनली अबाउट बोफॉर्स That's why he went on to But that. But you said that was it was a different politics, sir. What is your view of how close is too close? Who are your mentors? I, I never. You call every morning. जब आप सुबह जाते हो अमित शाह के साथ किसको फोन करते हो सुबह? आप जब सुबह अमित शाह के साथ बैठ के बोलते चल अमित आज चल हम गाजर के पराठे खाते हैं which he incidentally eats. तो उसके बाद आप क्या करते हो उसके खाने खा के क्या what do you discuss? I never had politicians as my friends. I have written most of my stories are against politicians I hold politicians with contempt hmm. a lot I mean I put all the politicians I consider them one tribe I for me Congress BJP doesn't make any difference hmm. and whenever I look at the politician the first thing that comes to my mind that how to expose him <laughs> that's huh? it Sorry. I mean even even they must be I mean uh, I'm sorry they must be very good politicians hmm. also but I refuse to see them I refuse to see them hmm. I I that's just good, that's a good attitude for a journalist uh, to so, have So so politicians so I mean whenever I I had uh, lunch with uh, this guy uh Nami bhul gaye No 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 this uh, he's he's passed away now 
बड़ा अच्छा लंच था उसका घोड़ भी दिया था लास्ट में उसने खाने उसके घर में खाना खाया था हमने एंड आई ब्रोट डाउन इज गवर्नमेंट I was responsible for bringing down his government. He abused me over no, the phone. Also, the definition of f- the word friend is very different from the rest of the world, mm. and this happens all the time. An acquaintance. Yeah, that's mm. a friend. She's a friend. In my husband, he'll say he's a fr- he's a very good friend. I say, how is he very good friend? Does he know the, our children's names? If he doesn't know our children's Then names, he's not a friend. Correct. Usse hi sabhi dost hain. You know, I also want to add that um, sometimes what happens is the politician holds a sort of a darbar, and uh, there are 20 journalists, and he gives you a piece of information or a story or an insight or you know so and so thing is going to happen. And often I find that the next day, exactly verbatim what he has said <laughs> has been reported as attributed sources. Mm. And sometimes it happens that my editors ask me, "Why did you not have that story?" And you, I think, were in that room. Mm. And what has happened is that when I have, you know, uh, cross-verified the things that he's talked, this mm. politicians talked about, um, a lot of them are not adding up. So I've, I, you know, I've taken an editorial decision at my level to not publish it. But uh, a lot of people, you know, just keep passing this off as. friendship yeah. and access mm. uh, i don't think that's friendship mm, or absolutely. access or the hope of a friendship i so anyway moving on um but yeah i i said what i had to in the beginning uh, i'll just give a couple of more headlines and i want to discuss um this trip of in the g g7 g8 kya hua tha bhi g7 hua tha na bhi to usme jo meeting hui aur imran ko jagah dikha di gayi aur modi aur ने खूब अपना हाथ ठोक के ट्रम्प और देव क्रैक जोक्स एंड देव सच गुड फ्रेंड्स इट वॉज सो नाइस टू सी तो उस पर थोड़ी मैं जिक्र करना चाहूँगा बट फिरोज शाह कोटला ग्राउंड द स्टेडियम यू वी कॉल्ड अरुण जेटली स्टेडियम आई थिंक इट्स अ टेरेबल आइडिया आई मीन आई नाइदर यू नो थॉट वेरी हाईली और वेरी बैडली ऑफ अरुण जेटली द ओनली थिंग आई थॉट बाय दिस गवर्नमेंट नीडेड एम वॉज ही वॉज ओनली एजुकेटेड मैन इन दिस गवर्नमेंट विच इज़ अदरवाइज कम्प्लीटली अनएजुकेटेड एंड नो मैटर हाउ मच वी से हम हार्डवर्क से चलते हैं और हार्वर्ड से नहीं इट इज़ गुड टू बी स्कूल्ड इट योर बेसिक्स आर टेकन केयर ऑफ विच इज़ अनफॉर्चुनेट नो वन इन दिस ही इज़ ओनली वन हू हैड इट नाउ नो वन हैज इट सो वी आर फक्ट बट नेमिंग अ स्टेडियम आफ्टर हिम नेक्स्ट वॉट I mean, Talcatora Stadium. We call Kapil Sibal Stadium. But he was on the DDCA board for thirteen years. No, I'm very happy about being called Arunchay. It's much better than Feroz Shah. It's know. already no. called that. You know, if you Google Feroz Shah Kotla, Wikipedia ka page opens as Arunchay yeah, Stadium now. Yeah, of course. Have, no, no, but the, the ground will still be called Feroz Shah Kotla ground. The ground is still Feroz Shah. But I just think the, the big difference in naming things after Bapu or Sardar or Jawaharlal Nehru, these people were the creators of India, dude. the rest are just politicians and it is different no matter what you think of nehru no matter what you think of patel no matter what you think of tagore and bapu they created india there was no indian state before that so if things are named after them too bad they were in the congress next what abhishek manu singh bhi hazari 30 hazari chodo abhishek manu singh ki court imagine kya hota hai ji wahan cases bhi hote hain lekin cabins mein keh nahi sakte kuch hanky panky bhi hota hai <laughs> Where does it stop? I just think you can't fucking do this. I think it's a terrible idea, and it's uh, like I I was just thinking. Next, prominent lawyers, Manu Singhvi. He wasn't just a lawyer. He was also a, uh, a politician. Of course, he was. He but was, so are these guys. But don't you think it's a deliberate strategy to do that? To this yeah, renaming process, this changing of textbooks. It's, it's to divide. It's, When Congress comes, they'll name something after. Yeah. The, the, so I think every government has done that. Got that WhatsApp message? If you drive from the airport. 
airport from Indira Gandhi airport yeah, and every every five minutes you're coming across a Gandhi from I, I Indira Gandhi Rajiv Gandhi I think Gandhi. it's problematic yeah. and had I not been for at the time I, and I had a podcast I would have said the same thing that but I didn't have a podcast and I was four years old but just because they did it and you know w- w- my simple thing is forget the past like all Indians rookie we have built Ram Situ tell me about the future should something be called Kapil Mishra Stadium that demented boy who's now joined the app should something be called Yadurappa ground when Yadurappa dies no none of them should be but Arun Jetli should be it should be Arun Jetli stadium <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased <laughs> I'm okay. highly biased on so this so now uh, quickly coming to a few headlines and an email and then we have another 10-15 minutes ladies then I shall finish this off I know you ladies yeah, have, have lunch. go somewhere yes then I'll let you have lunch even I haven't had lunch can you imagine now um, the other exciting things that happened in the country were PV Sindhu won the world championship in badminton the first Indian uh, the first Indian no man has even won this particular tournament so she's the best in the world so that was fantastic in news not so exciting Kanan Gopinath he was secretary power department IS officer resigned and the Daman and Diu, whatever HR department DOPT has said please join work again just because you've resigned doesn't mean you're relinquished we have to accept the resignation uh, for those of you who don't know it is so difficult to leave a government job that you have no idea it's as difficult to leave it as just to get it now uh, I saw his interview on NDTV I think he's a fantastically articulate I mean I believed him I think it was an all earnest it's the power an IS officer has is immense for him to say fuck it I don't want to do this because of what's happening in Kashmir is phenomenal now they're not letting him resign they're saying no you come to come to work for us and I'm sure that they will try to make life so they fucked for him, him that no one else like dares put him to him. And, and you will have journalists oh, for insubordination they're going to put him in the jail no, what they did to Ashok Kemka uh, what a story yes no. and, and he and ended up in some library with no car no home no nothing and and journalists who otherwise spoke about the lack of integrity of the pseudo seculars during UPA will endorse this. That is, I think, that is most depressing. So um, you know, I I do think that anyone who has a voice anywhere in social media and social settings and WhatsApp groups should uh, actually bat for this guy. Yeah. The worst in uh, case of Kemka is whatever he exposed, BJP used it to the hilt, and, then and they said that they are going to give him the prime post when they come into power uh, and they shafted him big shafted time, him big time. Uh, then no, we I thought he we did get a post no no no, no. they shafted no. him big time in fact he spoke after that again and he was in fact we tried to get him for an interview after that and he was he was very reluctant to come then we've carried a story of an army officer who turned whistleblower and now mm. that's a very interesting story it's on newsnight.com actually you should check it out and um, finally that law student who went missing uh, because she had accused Swami Chinmayanand, all these Swamis, Ekto, BJP is full of them, who is a former minister, has just resurfaced in Rajasthan. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting story. In fact, we have a reporter in Shah Jahanpur, um, you know, doing a report on this. And for those of you, it costs money to go there, get him back, make sure he's has a roof over his head to stay. Uh, because I can only tell him to go eat at the Gurdwara. I can't tell him to stay there because he said there's a limit to how much you can exploit me. So please subscribe so and pay to keep news free. I want to come to, you know, Modi's demeanor. I've mentioned many times, but I really want to give it five minutes and then we can close. On Modi's demeanor, I'm just talking about how he conducts himself when he goes abroad. And do you see anything noticeable or worth commenting on? But before that, 
our wonderful subscribers have written some letters sonali singh has written a 700 word letter sorry sonali i can't <laughs> read your entire email but she says i was listening to the kashmir discussion thought of writing in what i had observed end of july in shrinagar and how kashmir has registered in my consciousness an average citizen who cares only about rosy roti so she says i'm a typical north indian second generation delhi i to boot from bihar living in bangalore for 16 years kashmir is often spoken about pok militancy and all that but there was no first hand experience she went there um she had a wonderful holiday um i mean she she experienced kashmir like she did but she's in the south and she was in bangalore it was you know kashmir is a north indian problem it's not our problem uh, and that was an overwhelming thing that she said she encountered while she was there she said when she then she started seeing a guy from meghalaya when she went to the northeast they speak about india and us you know even they don't look at they don't see themselves as indian as the rest of us consider themselves indian so and she said she's never uh, and she had never paid attention to the kashmiri exodus until she went to kashmir and you know it became this major talking point she was not aware so what she's saying is we are so insulated from whether kashmir is a problem or not it's really sad and uh, she says once she went there for a holiday um she went past army posts there's something in the body language she said the only time she felt unsafe was when she was passing the forces as opposed to when she was not near the forces because they're so intimidating and otherwise she felt very safe and she really liked it there she said my conservative old parents from different generation i came back to the valley wishing the people get what they want to live their life simply with the economy built on tourism free of violence and yes of india even more so after what happened earlier this month and while i love that i live in india and are indians even after all that is wrong we hate what the kashmir what kashmir is going through and have a sense of betrayal for them i hated that the books couriered by the local store she had asked for some books just before this thing happened that when they reached her um they were they it had been torn open and everything came out dirty because obviously it had been checked before it was shipped to her so um yeah i, I mean she, she says she feels everybody's pain but um yeah that's her piece and navjot kaur says hi news on your team this is my second email little bit about myself like a lot of your other subscribers i'm a post doc at yale university i'm so proud to see young breed of reporters news laundry has produced and will produce it feels nice to see that your investment is in wasted after becoming a subscriber of news laundry i understand the importance of free press that's why i subscribe to the new york times washington post and caravan coming to hafta it was a great idea to bring a kashmiri subscriber on hafta to know the views of how people are affected I felt uncomfortable with her alienation towards India but I guess that's what abrogation of 370 did and that's why I feel Congress was much better at diluting 370 had the trio of Modi Shardowal just taken care of the corruption happening on the ground it would have been much better I always feel that Modi always overdoes things even when he does things with good intentions I want to know panel's opinion about what lies ahead for Kashmir and coming to the dalit surprising for demolition of the ravidas temple please don't get me wrong i feel for their cause however i started wondering why we are why are such surprisings only happen when there is religion caste etc and not on the issues which affect the day like education health pollution why are humans evolving so twisted ab bade navjot you are the post doc at yale i am only a graduate from du but uh, you've heard our views on kashmir and where we think it's headed but as far as other issues are concerned i think the jan lokpal movement was a fantastic movement where corruption was the major issue uh, i haven't seen any such thing in my lifetime where a political party was formed on the basis of anti corruption otherwise it's all on the basis of thakur vote or dalit vote 
so that's why I, I I think that's a great idea. Anyway, now five minutes. Let me start with you, Pooja. You've seen he goes abroad. He talks really well. I think there's no doubt he has that. The fact that if you ask anyone, how has Modi's policies affected you personally? Forget Balakot. Forget 370. It hasn't affected you. All his policies have affected you badly. <laughs> Demonetization, all that. But, मतलब उसका it's like a Salman Khan film. I've said that before. Shit story, shit choreography, shit acting. But it's fucking Salman Khan. So he's the Salman Khan model of governance. His demeanor here and his demeanor overseas. I'm just talking about body language. Do you see a difference? If you do, what do you see? Uh, not when he speaks to the diaspora. That's mm. quite similar to how it is. Uh, that's the same you know, entry. Like whether it's control, wanted, whether it's the bang one, the bang two. He's super confident. Entry is the same. Uh, he's very articulate. Uh, he's able to sometimes mock his opponents, which um, uh, becomes enjoyable for a lot of people. um but when he he's in the frame with a foreign dignitary for with a with a head of state uh, or uh, you know um business people uh, uh, there's this video of him with i think mark zuckerberg mm. um he's a little different you're right mm. he's um almost servile yeah uh, in he so. not, not so well i think the he's last he, meeting with trump too eager to please so. okay not he's too eager to please you know when you're dying to make someone like you glad to meet you very when glad you're dying to, to make you. someone like you he's he 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 can't believe he's in this moment you know there there is this that's a good way of putting he, it but he's not de- he's not demeaning himself in the last no, meeting not. he had with trump no, 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 no. he put trump in his place no no he's he's not at all like that but what i'm saying Even is his detractors Hmm. pointed that out that you know preceded he's, the fact he's not in control the way he is you know when he's speaking from red fort he's he's just he instead of feeling uh, uh he he's just too happy to be effusive. in this moment he's effusive yeah he he's i think um he can't believe we can know. give him that no uh, and i think there is a background to it you see uh, mm. it is it is a moment for him to get even with things because for a long time mm. he was denied uh, uh, uh visa by a lot of these countries mm. so you know naturally he's going to feel uh, uh, sort of you know the way he does about it survi what is your view um, do you notice any difference i was actually going to say i think that uh, mr modi has a very very carefully inculcated um brand and persona wherever he is even i was watching a video in fact um yesterday um uh, done by mr gupta again he was talking about mr shekhar gupta he was talking about modi um leading a delegation in china in 2007 where he where they questioned him about the upa and he refused to what he said was uh i'm not going to speak against the internal politics of my country in another country mm. so i think from a very long time he sort of very he's been very very careful about what he says at an international mm. panel whether that's at the g7 whether that's the un whether that's to the indian diaspora and it's very repetitive it's all within this sort of um what we are doing is very well thought of in india we are bringing the economy back our glorious past is coming back perhaps when it's conversations or meetings with non-political people uh there's a sense of vulnerability because these catch points and talk points that the government has uh no longer uh 
I wouldn't say valid, but perhaps are not relevant in that conversation. So maybe in that sense, there is a difference in Madhu. What do you think? Behavior. Well, I've seen him in many different situations. I've seen him in on the screen and the diaspora outside. I've watched his um, interactions with foreign leaders at length. Um, I've seen his, of course, the speeches in India, and then I've seen him in personal conversations with people. And I have to say that. Um, I see, like in his personal conversations, he's extremely um, poised and composed, and still careful about what he says. He's not loose with his words. He puts people in his place rather cleverly, without being too offensive. Um, I think he carries himself really well. Whether you're a supporter of Modi or not, I find that of all the prime ministers that have represented india one he has more knowledge about the country and he can talk um in in detail about policy to the than other prime ministers yes yes because mm. uh, um, manmohan might have had the knowledge but he was not articulate enough to uh, his manner of speaking was so wooden that you know you lost it before and if you read manmohan's speeches very often you read his speeches they're spectacular but when you listen to the same speech, they're awful. Hmm. Rajiv Gandhi also did not have that kind of knowledge. Um, Indira Gandhi had a very um, uh, agenda-driven uh, uh, meetings with foreign dignitaries. And when she traveled to, to the West, they were always agenda-driven. She had a reason to be there. Otherwise, she didn't go. Whether it was to get uh, more arms or whether whatever, it was agenda driven. I think Modi has, uh, I think, out of all the prime ministers that I've seen conducting themselves in in foreign countries, I think he's represented India really well. Sir, what do you have to say? I think and also platform well, is also on. I was watching the old news track tape of 91 I think or 92 in which he gives a speech and what is noticeable is that his diction then in 91 mm. and his diction today if you compare the two it has completely changed improves. Hmm. completely changed I think over the years I think uh, he has really uh, groomed himself up very yes. well it's work to the camera he is manipulative hmm. to the core he does everything for the camera Wherever he is, but Raman, I've seen him personally. He functions mm. like that in without sure. a camera, also. Mm. Mm. Uh, and 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 I I I feel that uh, uh, he plays to the gallery, and uh, he looks at the situation and he whatever he has to speak, he speaks. I think I don't know about knowledge, but most of the time I I'm not able to relate himself. Every time he speaks out a word, I feel like doing fact check. <laughs> so, so yeah. every time he, yeah, he that speaks. is a point. Ah. That I mean, is a point. You know, so he clearly speaks. You know, the one thing that gets me each time I've mentioned several times Hafta and Manmohan had the same problem, except the Manmohan the contrast wasn't so much. Like when you see when this guy walks onto a stage, you know, there's that video that went viral. This old governor who can't walk. He's in his nineties. He walks across the stage just to be in the photograph before he reaches Modi box. Although. The governor should get precedence because, you know, he's representative of the president of India. When Modi walks or looks at anyone in India, whether it is his own cabinet, and I think it's a combination of because the body language, when you see Amit Shah's body language in front of Modi, it's like, like when he went to uh, even, um, where had he gone? I think Amit Shah was there when he landed and uh, went for, not the Arun Shori uh, Shok Sabah, 
अरुण जेटली सॉरी अरुण जेटली का बेसिकली यू नो वेन एवर ही कम्स ही स्टैंडिंग आउटसाइड लाइक bowing mm-hmm. everybody around him is so keen to be in his and he doesn't even make eye contact the most important he does not make eye his contact walk is very arrogant when he yeah. walks on a dais exactly. and very often he chooses who to say namaste to and quite often i think at least twice i have seen it he's walked past advani and not yeah yeah mm-hmm. him. and, and he doesn't one of the things of he he does make eye contact and that is that you're beneath me mm. when he smiles it's not a smile he's he's in fact he doesn't even smile there's a stern look that don't talk to me like an equal in sharp contrast when he's overseas you know when you're like a giggly girl is very keen to please you <laughs> okay i'm being sexist maybe a boy does the same thing but did you notice with trump with everybody you know his body language mm. changes he's smiling he's making eye contact he's trying to make eye contact so that he can say hi and this is my problem with a lot of they sees which even manmohan had if you remember that joint press conference that manmohan and bush did where bush was kind of shoving him around where to stand at the back from the back he was like pushed him here pushed him there that is how keen i find modi is to perform that please like me i want you to like me and that neediness makes me nauseous so i personally think the the contrast in his walk and his body language when he's dealing with his own people and when he's dealing with people who are not his people is so off putting i just don't see how it's not so but visible. you know at the same time he has world leaders um on the kashmir issue sort of siding with him sure. both at g so i mean it's working for him it is working whatever he's doing it's working you know macron trump they're not towing the line on an in on this issue they've sort of very clearly but said who ever has to imran khan who doesn't know his history or geography but, uh, hmm. <laughs> but who no but i'm just curious japan and germany who has have ever towed america's line on kashmir i mean remind me I, I just I think there is. I think there's a lot of this propaganda people are buying into. That tell me one U.S. president or any head of state who has said this should not be a bilateral issue, and tell me like what uh, this one was saying, Rajnath Singh, that now POK is going to be a part. No, sorry, that other guy who said that India map will be redrawn, Gilgit, uh, Balochistan will be part of POK. Dude, that was always India's position. It is not new. No, no. The problem came up when, when Trump said that he was going to mediate. Sure. That's why we had to clarify because no American but president Trump had Trump backtracked just as fast because he was told to, but by India. But the point is that before this, all the other American presidents were well informed enough on foreign policy to not make such a gaff for. Trump, it was like, अच्छा मिडल ईस्ट में हम फिडल करते हैं इधर मीडिएट करेंगे उधर मीडिएट करेंगे सो ही थॉट दैट ओके आई कैन डू इट हेयर ऑल्सो ही वॉज इग्नोरेंट दैट्स वाई इट हैड टू बी क्लैरिफाइड बट वट एम सेंग इज सॉरी पूजा यू वो सेंग बट आई मीन आई आई वुड लाइक टू नो वाई वी थिंक दैट वी मेड हिम क्लैरिफाई आई मीन रियली यू थिंक ही गिव्स अ शिट अबाउट वॉट इंडिया थिंक्स लाइक he antagonizes no no Canada. that's not the point we did make which... him clear we did clarify to him that he cannot meddle or mediate no who who clarified to him our foreign ministry no they issued a statement no they no the they did not issue a statement it was a very carefully worded statement that is on they did not address trump 
they didn't address Trump, but they made it the clear scenes, that, they, no? that is, is a, it is a, a issue between India and Pakistan. Um, India and, and it's an internal issue, and if there's any problem, it'll be done between India and Pakistan, and nobody's going to interfere. But that's always interfere. in the position. What I'm saying, is yeah, no but because he point. said it was not the position, that's why we had to clarify yeah, that, it. That's the point I want to make. That a lot of these positions that U.S. presidents successive have made is, uh, you know, it's the diplomats working. It's not a reaction of a. a, a head of yeah. state to Mr. Modi's personality or, uh, you know, his uh, his sort of uh, rapport with uh, the individual. Uh, there's very, we, we put a lot of emphasis on rapport, but I, I think that's a very small part of the equation. A lot of it is the back channel work between the diplomats of the two sides. Right. On that note, let's wind up. Thank you for listening to News Laundry Hafta. Do subscribe, pay to keep news free. Then you can listen to the whole hafta. Those of you who are just trying to, you know, do Mufat Khori. Uh, listening to Chota Hafta. For the full hafta, you have to come behind the paywall. Go to newslaundry.com and subscribe. Spread the word. Tell everyone how good we are. Give us a high ranking. And if you have any feedback to give us on critique, on how we can make this better, or you want to share your views, write to contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com. Um, and we shall read out your email try to keep it under 250 words and it's for subscribers only non-subscribers your emails will not be read out although I'll read them and I'll say nice things but I will not read out the mail and also um, just want to let you know that um, News Laundry in partnership with Observer Research Foundation and Facebook is organizing a conference at Columbia University um, in September so I will be there I'm not sure Madhu will be able to make it so we will have a little subscribers meet as well. We will keep you posted about that. So in case you want to get updates on that, do mail us at contact at newsline.com if you're not already part of a WhatsApp group because we've created a WhatsApp group for iOS subscribers. So those of you who want to make it can make it. More details will be shared going forward. And before we end and give you the song recommendation, let's have recommendations from the panel of what you think can enrich the lives of our listeners. We are uh, doing a this NRC countdown, which is very important, we haven't discussed. The list is going to come out tomorrow uh, in Assam. So we have done four stories. We are going to do four, a couple of more. So I think it's a very good uh, series. And I'll recommend that. All right. Pooja? Uh, I recommend a book, mm-hmm. uh, Emergency Chronicles by Gyan Prakash, which I've just started reading. Um, it's a take on, uh, you know, understanding the emergency. Um, and I highly recommend it. So I'm actually going to make two recommendations for perhaps enrichment of the mind. Um, Mm. I've been watching these masterclasses, um, which I found are uh, really, really informative. I've been watching this series by Werner Herzog, and he talks about filmmaking and how you can, and journalism, making documentaries, how you can really increase the caliber of your mind before sort of getting into high quality uh, journalism, documentary filmmaking, etc., those have been great. Um, and I want to also recommend actually music. Sure. Um, there's, um, if if you guys don't already know of it, there's Peter Cat Recording Company, which is a Indian indie band. Um, independent music has been growing in India increasingly. So they're making some fantastic music that are also soul enriching. So and this particular song that I heard is, is a commentary on demonetization. So yeah. What's the name of the band? Peter Cat Recording Company. Peter Cat, C-A-T. Yeah, like the bar in Calcutta, Peter Cat. Hmm. There's a bar in Calcutta called Peter Cat? Yeah, it's an old, very old establishment. Hmm. 
Madhu. So I've been reading this book. I don't know whether to recommend it or not, but it's quite mind blowing. But it's heavy. It's uh, the invention of solitude by Paul Auster, and I'm also reading a book by his wife, funnily enough, um, by Siri Hustvedt called Memories of the Future, and also another one called What I Love. So I'm reading three books at one time, hmm. and also I find a fascinating which a book is Nehru's Ninety Seven Blunders. By Rajnikanth Puranik, which oh, is yeah. quite a lot of fun, because uh, the major blunders we all know about, but these are really detailed blunders which are quite fascinating. Um, so um, I've just been obsessed with this show, Mind Hunter. Um, amazing show, amazing so show. So yes. I've of course spoken about that show on other podcasts, but I read an article in Time magazine about the reality of, of course, you know, they take some liberties in while making a show, but of many of these serial killers. And um, what they were actually like, and what really happened to them um, after this show was finished, and many of them are still alive in in prisons. And the one thing that I that I found worrying, and I've, I'm thinking, am I off, or you know, should I be worried? When they describe the attributes of many people who are sociopaths, I can just fit that description to many people in politics, and that is, it's like. It's like they're describing that person. I'm like, wow, that that is that is worrying. So yeah, I just think you should watch that show and very carefully. And this is based on actual research when they describe the attributes of sociopaths and think of how many people, public figures, do you know? And not just politicians, a lot of public figures. Actually, that applies to. So I have a theory that to get really famous, you have to be a sociopath. Have you tried it? Becoming really famous. Well, or the other, or being a sociopath? No, yeah, I'm just too much of a social person to no, be a sociopath. No, but it's true. If you read about the lives of people who have achieved international fame, mm. uh, such as Bob Dylan, uh, Woody Allen, uh, Picasso, Picasso, Ravi Shankar. Yeah, their personal lives. They're really awful human beings, and also I've seen men who have devoted ninety-nine point percent of their time to their work rather than family uh, and friends there is a sociopathic uh, element to them because they take decisions triage no no triage it's singular this is uh, they will take decisions in which uh, it's totally focused on their ambition and everything else becomes mi- minor so even uh, say a parent on the deathbed is minor compared to oh uh, uh, this I have to travel and so I've seen this with people who are highly ambitious and you tell that person that you know your father is dying but they still have to do what they have to do those sociopaths I've seen many of them in real life where their so-called work but really their own personal narcissistic ambition is taking their decisions so when you can be so harsh on yourself and you know being a perfectionist you have to be harsh on yourself you're going to be harsh on anybody else when, when your own comfort doesn't matter your mm-hmm. own uh, uh, happiness doesn't matter nobody's happiness is going to matter so i think yeah that's, but that's one of the things that i read a quote that i uh, remember from paul astor's oster's book um the invention of solitude in which his his father just died and the first quarter of the book is about memories of his father and he writes this sentence that 
if you don't notice, if a man doesn't notice, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember the exact words, but he said, if a man doesn't notice a physical situation, like his father would not notice anybody around. He went in, he once drove to his old house, forgetting that he'd moved, went mm. into the house, lay down on the bed, and did not notice that everything in that house had changed. Mm. So he said, if you don't notice anything physical around you, how could you possibly notice emotional Hmm. emotional things in other people. So right in, so, if we have any postdocs who are researching psychology, we have a lot of economics-related postdocs. Do write in and tell us what you think of the, the, the our views of all these kind of profound psychological things and our Ayush-type medicine practice. Um, and I will leave you with my favorite stanza from one of my favorite musical compositions, um, Madhushala. Uh, and let's just dedicate this to Mr. Jaitley. Chote se jeevan mein kitna Pyaar karun, peelun hala Chote se jeevan mein kitna Pyaar karun, peelun hala Aane ke hi saath jagat mein Aane ke hi के ही साथ जगत में कहलाया जाने वाला स्वागत के ही साथ विदाती स्वागत के ही साथ विदाती होती देखी तैयारी बंद लगी होने खुलते ही बंद लगी होने खुलते ही मेरी जीवन मधुशाला मेरी जीवन मधुशाला All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.